This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, January 14th, game day against St. Mary's, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the guy who is currently buying stock in the James Harden meal plan, Jason Shepard. Apparently, James Harden's meal plan is eat as much meal as you can. <laughs> it's a keto diet. It's a carbs diet. It's, it's an all things diet. Whatever makes you feel happy, eat that diet. But nobody's going to feel sorry for James Harden. The guy makes over $30 million a year. He now gets to play with one of his friends in, uh, in Brooklyn. I'll say only one because the other friend, Kyrie Irving, we don't know if he's going to play or not. But <laughs> at, least, at least James gets to, gets to get out and maybe you can hire a different dietitian in yes. Brooklyn. You want to know what Brooklyn Nets coach Steve Nash's reaction was when he found out that James Harden was joining the Brooklyn Nets? Just take a look over my shoulder. It's something close <laughs> to that. Okay. I love Steve Nash for the record. He's always yeah. been one of my favorite NBA players. He's a stand-up guy. I've had a chance to meet him and interview him a few times. Super cool guy. Imagine him handling Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. Is anybody else going to take a shot ever? Well, and it doesn't help that at the beginning of the year, Kyrie and uh, and Kevin Durant all said, we don't really even have a head coach. It's going to be like, you know, coaching by committee. Uh, no, you just hired a head coach. Yeah. Oh, and Jason, you aptly pointed out before the show that the St. Mary's face you just saw from yeah. Steve Nash, it applies because he was a longtime rival to the Gales Santa playing Clara. in Santa Clara. So it, it all comes together like a great <laughs> Seinfeld episode. It all just seems to intertwine perfectly. Yeah, Steve Nash gets it. He understands St. <laughs> Mary's face to the T. Well, put your game face on or St. Mary's face or whatever for our Thursday show lineup that includes, does this game for BYU against the Gales qualify as a must win game in Moraga. I know coaches hate that phrase. Is it a must win? But it kind of feels that way. We're going to dive into that. The voice of the Gales, Alex Jensen, will join us as he explains the desperation factor from the St. Mary's side following a loss to Santa Clara. Don't forget, know the foe with the Moraga twist and our Wheel of Consequence prop picks coming up. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's basketball, as we were just talking about, back on the road tonight in Moraga as the Cougars play at St. Mary's. Both teams come in with an overall record of 9-3. Both teams also 0-1 in the West Coast Conference. BYU has only won in Moraga once, and that was all the way back in 2014. Head coach Mark Pope talks about why St. Mary's is always such a good game. They're so tough, and they're so physical, and they're so good at home. Uh, it's, it's always a great game when you go down there. It's going to be a huge challenge. Tonight's game tips at 11 p.m. Eastern. Maybe work in a little early nap. Be ready to go for tip-off at 11 Eastern. Uh, and I will have radio pregame coverage starting at 10 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio. The game can be seen on ESPN2. The different projections for this game are fascinating. More on that in a moment. It's also game night for BYU women's basketball against St. Mary's. The ladies, 7-2 overall, 3-1 in West Coast Conference play, led by their star point guard, Shaley Gonzalez, will play host to the struggling Gales tonight, live 8 Eastern on BYU TV. I'll be on the call with Kristen Kozlowski. 
Women's soccer midfielder Michaela Coulihan was drafted 14th overall last night by the Orlando Pride in the NWSL draft. Coulihan will play the upcoming spring and fall BYU seasons before turning pro. Congratulations to Kayla. Yeah, Kayla's boyfriend, Jackson Clough, baseball star, yep. sent out a message last night that said, you know you're really good when you say you're not going to play pro and you still get drafted. Quite the power couple, both professional athletes. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. How about some great news surrounding the recovery of BYU legendary coach Dave Rose after he suffered an unfortunate and recent stroke? But here is the good news. Yesterday, Coach Rose's wife, Cheryl, said that he's made great progress at the hospital and that, as of today, will be discharged and able to continue his recovery at home without patient therapy. We love you, Coach Rose. We love the Rose family. He's been absolutely inspiring through all of this, through cancer, through a heart attack, and now a stroke, Jason. It's just unbelievable what he's gone through and continues to stand up to and fight against. Yeah, and the guy is an absolute fighter, and we wish nothing but the best for Coach Rose and his family. Absolutely. Perfect way to remind you to all rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU St. Mary's, Cougars, Gales. St. Mary's face has already made a couple of appearances on the show today. Hit it? No, not the hit it, but this hit it. St. Mary's face? (laughs) Do we want to do that to people again? You don't have to if you don't want to. Look away (laughs) if you're afraid of St. Mary's face. Jason, this is a huge game for a number of reasons. just brings back so many emotions, right? It's a St. Mary's face sandwich. BYU has struggled against this team, to say the least, in Moraga, and they're a one-point underdog going to St. Mary's tonight. With everything that's on the line, both teams having lost their conference opener, Jason, is it too early in the season to call this game tonight a must-win for BYU? Normally, I would say yes, it's too early, even though it is St. Mary's. Normally, I'd say, look, it's West Coast Conference game number two, all right? There are still plenty of games left to play. But we don't know if that's the case. There's so much uncertainty on how many games any team, BYU obviously the team we're focusing on, but any team is going to be able to play this year because of COVID. We already have seen BYU have to postpone three games, two of which have been rescheduled. Hopefully, ultimately, they get played. But you just don't know. So it almost feels like every game you play takes on even more importance because you don't know how many of those opportunities you're going to have. Look, everything this year is somewhat of an unknown. But any game between Gonzaga, St. Mary's, and BYU, you know are going to be big. They always have been. They always will be. Gonzaga, going to be number one. But especially these games between BYU and St. Mary's, it is always battling for that second spot. Those are, they're always jockeying. So not only do you have that, but this is an opportunity for BYU to pick up a, a quad one win on the road and bolster their chances of being one of those teams at the end of the year that gets into the NCAA tournament. So I think for all of those reasons, both teams coming in 9-3, and three, both teams 0-1, this, this, is, this is as close to a must-win, I think, for BYU as you can get right now. Yeah, you have to put this in context. So let's define must-win within different context scenarios. Number one, starting out with BYU's bubble status in the bracket and their at-large hopes for the NCAA tournament. BYU is going to have probably two, maybe three more quad one game opportunities. Tonight in Moraga, when BYU hosts Gonzaga in Provo, and then 
Who knows what happens in Las Vegas? You would think that BYU, somewhere along the line, pretty good chance they have an opportunity to face either St. Mary's or Gonzaga in Vegas. But even then, even if BYU plays St. Mary's in Las Vegas, it's a neutral site, and if St. Mary's isn't a top-50 team, that's not a quad-one game, Jason. So we're talking about maybe two more quad-one opportunities for BYU, and one of them is against Gonzaga. This legitimately could be the final opportunity that BYU has to pick up a quad one win. And you know how important those are to the committee. Right now, BYU is two and three in their five quad one games. A third victory would be huge. If BYU wants any type of comfort going into February in the real at-large conversation when that gets really heated up, they probably must win this game tonight. Okay, so I'm going to contradict myself just a little bit. And, and only to say this. The problem with calling a game a must-win and putting so much importance on it is if you don't win the game, it doesn't mean your season is over. No, nope. So, so that's, that's the tricky part with calling games must-win. Right, and because, that's another context. Yes, because if, if you don't win it, then, then you're so deflated, like, oh, we had to have that. Well, you still have other, again, we hope, you still have other opportunities to play the, out the rest of your schedule, and you never know what is, what is out there for you in the future. A team may be a surprise team, and what doesn't look like a great game now maybe will be towards the end of the year. So I, I, I hesitate saying must win, but in the context of what we're talking about and how big it is, and the fact that you, look, you don't want to start your you don't want to start your conference season zero and two certainly. So yeah, for those reasons. But but again, I just hate using the term "must win" for e- for either team because the team that loses then you don't want them to feel like they have no chance moving forward because they do. Yeah, a chance at what? To well, finish a, second a, a in chance, the West Coast. A chance to rebound. Okay. and get back on the winning yeah, track. There are, there are other opportunities. And see what happens. Sure. And see what happens. And for the record. BYU's projections against the Gales are all over the map. According to ESPN's Basketball Power Index, BYU, as of last night, had a 58% chance of winning this game. So I thought, okay, 58% chance to win in Moraga on the road? That's that's favorable compared to what it's been recently. But Las Vegas has BYU as a one-point underdog. Ken Palm has BYU as a one-point underdog against the Gales and a one-point underdog against San Francisco. And Team Rankings has this essentially a toss-up game, Jason. So... My goodness, it's just so massive for both teams in the at-large conversation. And it's a must-win if you have any prayer or dream of sharing a conference title with Gonzaga. Because guess what? Gonzaga's not going to lose more than one game, if at all. They're probably going to go undefeated, maybe on an awful night for the Zags and the best night ever for another West Coast Conference upper-tier team. They sneak one away, and Gonzaga finishes 17-1. If you want to win a conference championship you got to go at least 17-1. So whoever loses tonight, kiss any hope and prayer and dream of a conference championship goodbye. All right, let's move on to, uh, to topic number two. And, and it really is amazing how close the BYU versus St. Mary's games have been over the years. And it really does seem to come down to final possessions, which would go to why this is everybody else is looking at this game as being so close. As we've mentioned previously, the Cougars have not had success in Moraga, winning only once. So, why should BYU fans be confident going into tonight's game? Uh, First and foremost, BYU will not be competing against one Jordan Ford, who hit (laughs) another St. Mary's dagger against BYU in what many BYU fans 
are happy to forget was the last game before the shutdown came in the WCC tournament. So BYU beats Gonzaga, best senior night ever. They earned the first round and second round buys in the WCC tourney in Vegas. They get St. Mary's, Jordan Ford hits, essentially a buzzer beater, and it was one of the toughest nights in the Mark Pope era, watching the Gales celebrate on the floor and move on to the championship game. He's not playing. Neither is Malik Fitz. Jordan Ford and Malik Fitz are professional basketball talents. St. Mary's is also dealing with several significant injuries. Alex Dukas. Yes, Alex Dukas is out. So no Jordan Ford, no Malik Fitz, no Alex Dukas. They do have Tommy Cousy, but BYU has the size advantage, maybe for the first time ever in this series. Right. BYU has a size advantage against St. Mary's, who for so long had Jock Landale, and they've always got some huge Australian guy. The Cougars now match up very well physically, even even more so of having an advantage against the Gales. And, yeah, BYU, according to ESPN, I, I can't recall a time BYU has been favored, according to the Basketball Power Index, to win a game in Moraga, a place of only won one time. So there are four or five big reasons right there BYU fans should feel better about this matchup. I surprisingly feel pretty confident about BYU's chances going into this for a couple of different reasons, some of which you just brought up. I first want to start out, though, with the fact that BYU under head coach Mark Pope has not lost back-to-back games ever. Ah, yes. Then there's that, too. Since taking over in Provo, the Cougars, after dropping a game, have always followed it up with a win. Obviously, they're coming off of a loss to Gonzaga. If that holds serve, BYU would win tonight. That's something to hold on to, Cougar yeah. fans. Remember when BYU had to open up WCC play at Gonzaga and <laughs> yes. then at St. Yes. Mary's? Yes, yes. Like, it's not what was intended. It's just the way it was. Oh, it, and then at San Francisco, yes. Jason. Oh, so then there's that on Saturday. But look, BYU and head coach Mark Pope and his coaching staff have done an amazing job of getting guys ready to bounce back after a loss. I think that is a big, big positive for the Cougars tonight. I also think this team, speaking of BYU, is a much more physical team than what we've seen in years past. Not that they weren't physical. I'm just saying I think this team is, is more physical than what we've seen. And when you're playing a team like St. Mary's, that's one of their bread and butter things is they want to outmuscle you, be more physical than you, kind of dominate you that way. I don't think they're going to be able to do that against this BYU team. So I think that also bodes well for the Cougars. You mentioned Jordan Ford isn't there anymore. The guy absolutely killed BYU. Yes. So the fact that he's not there. BYU and, killer. And you, knew, and you knew at the end of the game, because it was close, who was going to get the ball. It was going to be Jordan Ford. And guess what? Even knowing he was going to get the ball, he still hit massive shots against the Cougars. Here's the other thing. We have a guy by the name of Alex Barcelo, and I'm expecting a big game from A.B. The game against Gonzaga was certainly not his best game. I, Knowing the type of player he is and the personality he is, he's going to take that loss very, very personal. I expect a big, big-time bounce-back game from Alex Barcelo tonight. Look at the matchup between Barcelo and Kuzi. This is going to be a fantastic scenario to watch tonight. Barcelo, even though he struggled mightily against Gonzaga, still shooting 58% from the field, 60% from the three-point line. It's insane numbers, Spencer. And he's sharing five times a game. His assist-to-turnover ratio is really good. He's second on the team in rebounding. How about that? (laughs) So he does it all. If BYU is going to bounce back and do it again under Mark Pope, then Alex Barcelo is going to have to be the guy that gets it done. Um, based on what's happened in the recent past between these two teams and the lines and the projections, I think there's probably only one guarantee tonight, Jason. That takes us to our stat of the day. 
It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The last three games between BYU and St. Mary's have been decided by a total of six points. So the guarantee is it's going to be close. <laughs> and by saying that, I hope I'm jinxing it so that it's not close in favor in of BYU. BYU's favor. In yes. BYU's favor. Yes. Correct. I wouldn't mind like a blowout victory from start to finish. <laughs> and you just don't have to stress the whole you, night. You wouldn't mind that? It would make halftime and postgame a lot better for me <laughs> if there's just no stress. Yes. The BYU's up 30 at halftime. They go and win by 55. How about that? St. Mary's face would look very different. <laughs> I'll take that. If that were the case. Our question of the day. Of course, this is a rivalry. So where does the St. Mary's versus BYU rivalry rank on your own rivalry scale? Let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. So, clarification on the question: Are we? We're not just talking about basketball. We're talking about all sports, all right? Okay, all right. That's that's what I thought. I just wanted to double check. All sports. So people understand that's what we're talking about. Okay. At Lacey Dentist answers: Am I ranking my feelings against St. Mary's or their head coach Randy Bennett? St. Mary's number two in basketball. Randy Bennett is the coach I most want BYU to beat. <laughs> Seems like a a fairly common sentiment. <laughs> Even more than Coach Kristoviak at Utah? Wow, that's uh, some lofty rivalry praise right there from Lacey. That is. I actually never looked at it in in terms of that scope. Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, which national college football personality said Zach Wilson is a top five lock in the upcoming NFL draft? And it's a tradition unlike any other when BYU plays St. Mary's. We bring on our best frenemy, and there may be a gnome sighting as well. Alex Jensen joins the program next. What kind of desperation do the Gales feel about winning this game? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU basketball back on the road tonight, this time at St. Mary's. You can listen to the game on BYU Radio. I'll get things started with Cougar pregame live. 10 p.m. Eastern Time Game Tips at 11 Eastern on BYU Radio and the BYU Radio app. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jason Shepard on a game day for both BYU men's and women's basketball. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, a man who owns the title of Best Frenemy of BYU Sports Nation and owns it so well, the voice of the St. Mary's Gales, Alex Jensen. Alex, great to have you back, man. How are you? Hey guys, good to see you. Everything's good. Everyone's healthy, which is uh, obviously that's, you know, first and foremost, it's great to see you guys. I, I can't wait till the day where we can do this again in person, man, but uh, it's good to see you guys. Yeah. Well said. Uh, We are longing for that day for sure. And I feel like, you know, even though we're over zoom, we're, we're still brought together with the power of the deli gnome. So we've got that going for us. I thought we were going to put a mask on him. Even yeah, we we probably should put a mask on him. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. I've got mine as well. So we're, we, we've got dueling deli gnomes here. They've been, uh, which, he's been in quarantine. Always, that's always a good thing. He's been in quarantine, right? Yeah, they have been in quarantine. Yeah, I like the mask idea, though, Jason. I'm glad to see you guys have held on to that. It looks like he's in good shape. 
We can uh, we can do this with our deli gnomes sitting right next to us. <laughs> Put them right there in the okay. middle. Put them okay. right there okay. in between Spencer and I. All we can right. be like right yeah. in the middle, so that we get the on the two shot. Oh, the, because the his eyes, his eyes yeah. peering over the football. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go. That's yes. a great shot right there. I love it. <laughs> great so, stuff. So, Alex, you know, you were talking about, you know, hopefully everybody's healthy, and that's obviously one of the things that that everybody's focusing on this year. You are in one of the areas that's like one of the hotbeds, obviously, the state of California. A lot of eyes are on that state because of the number of outbreaks. What has the COVID season been like for St. Mary's? Oh, man. You know what? St. Mary's done a really good job. Uh, I don't think they've had one positive test this entire season. And they started bringing athletes back over the summer. Uh, in June and July. Uh, Michael Matoso, the St. Mary's Director of Athletics, and the entire team there, they've done an, I mean, they've, they've done an outstanding job. And that number speaks for itself. Like you said, Jason, especially being here in, in California. You know, I mean, Moraga is, is a smaller town that's, you know, kind of in a bubble in the Bay Area, if you will. But, I mean, my hat's off to everybody at St. Mary's. They, they've done a great job not having one positive test. It, I mean, that really speaks volumes for the lengths they've gone to to make sure that this season gets played. The voice of the Gales, Alex Jensen with us on BYU Sports Nation. And Alex, it's interesting that BYU and St. Mary's are both dealing with some significant turnover. It's, you know, once in a generation that you get a guy like Jordan Ford. And for BYU, you lose the likes of Jake Toulson, Yoli Childs, and TJ Haas. So much talent now moved on to the next level. So both of these teams look a lot different. What are the expectations for the Gales specifically after losing the likes of the star Jordan Ford? You know, I, I, it's, it's interesting because I, I think it's a little bit similar to a couple years ago, 2018, 2019, when St. Mary's lost Emmett Nahr and Jock Landale and Calvin Hermanson. Um, and, you know, now you fast forward to this year, right? It is, it's much different. And, you know, Tommy cousy has been playing at a really high level, at least early. Uh, Logan Johnson is starting to really come on. It's just a different looking team. You're not going to get the same type of ball domination and really St. Mary's to, to cater to Jordan Ford and guys like Malik Fitz guys who are uh, unlike any player that St. Mary's has had in, in recent memory in terms of, you know, the ability to break down a guy one-on-one they, the style has kind of reverted now, or at least the, you know, the, the ideal style for this team to run has kind of, I you know, reverted now to more of the Joe Rahan Emmett and type of teams where you're seeing a little bit more ball movement uh, you know, more catch and shoot, less dribbling, if you will. Uh, and, and, you know, the ball really hopping around the perimeter inside, outside. Um, now things have changed obviously a little bit over the last month or so with the injury to Alex Dukas, who, uh, you know, if you were to ask me coming into the season, I would say that he would have been St. Mary's leading scorer. So the Gales have had to change the way they play again. And it's tough to do that when, you know, you don't know when your next game's coming. Right. I mean, St. Mary's, we, we talked about it before we hopped on here. I know BYU had to turn around on their way out to Pepperdine. That game got uh, moved. And uh, for St. Mary's, Pepperdine and San Diego both moved as well. So their game against Santa Clara was just their second in about 20 days. So, you know, I mean, you can practice against each other. But with the injuries right now, I think St. Mary's only has 10 bodies that they can dress up. Uh, Mickey McConnell is playing point guard in, in five on five in practice, uh, who's an assistant coach at St. Mary's. Um, so, you know, I think there's still a little bit of learning on the fly right now. Um, but I think the expectations, man, I think within the program coming into the year, I think they kind of stay the same. They want to keep getting better. And, uh, you know, when Steve was fully healthy and we'll see what happens going forward, but I really thought that, uh, and I really still think that if they can get back there, 
it, it's an NCAA, it, they have the talent to be in the NCAA tournament again. Will their resume show that? Who knows? Alex, it's funny how these two teams always seem to be just neck and neck battling for similar positions. Both, team come in, both teams come in at 9-3, both teams 0-1 in WCC play. What happened against Santa Clara? The Cougars are coming off a loss to Gonzaga. We know how good the Zags are. How much of what you had just mentioned that there had been quite a layoff in between games before they faced the Broncos, how much did that factor into the Gales dropping their first conference game? You know, I think it's a factor, but Santa Clara had only, I mean, that was their first game in 11 days too. I think everyone's going to be dealing with this this season. Um, I, I think more of the factor and, and, you know, I'm going to have my pregame show here in about 20 minutes with Marcus Schroeder. Uh, he'll never say this, but I will. I think the injuries have played a big role in, in that game, in, you know, the Sacramento state game and the San Diego state game, the last four games since Alex Dugas has been hurt. I wrote down these numbers for you guys, just for you guys. Oh, thank you. Nice. Uh, 37% floor, 24% three. Wow. I mean, we're used to St. Mary's shooting close to 50 and 40, you know? So I think that having Alex Dukas and Lemon Bockler and those guys out there, they make an impact without making a shot just because of the gravity of the defense and how like the Steph Curry, not quite like Steph Curry, but the same concept you hear when describing Steph Curry, right? So I think that is, that's a factor. Uh, that is that there's no doubt that that's a factor. Santa Clara played well. St. Mary's didn't play very well. Um, you know, I, Tommy Cousy has been outstanding for St. Mary's this year. He's been their best player, but I don't think that their recipe for success is going to rest on him taking 17 shots a night. And that's what happened against Santa Clara. Um, so I think it's still a team that's finding its way a little bit after reshuffling some pieces, because not only are those two injuries to their two best shooters, they're also at the same position. So you have right now, maybe some square pegs and round holes and, I think it's just going to be a matter of working that out as time goes along uh, for this team to reach its potential again. Not surprisingly, based on the recent history between St. Mary's and BYU, Las Vegas thinks this will be a one-point game currently in favor of St. Mary's. You just brought up a bunch of injury concerns. BYU's without Gavin Baxter and without Wyatt Lowell yeah. just uh, had his Achilles injury. And historically, BYU hasn't played well in Moraga. Only one win there against St. Mary's. So do you think the one-point line is, is fair for tonight? Yeah, I mean, it's St. Mary's and BYU, man. Like, we just talked about, right? There's so much unknown this season. Like, you know, I can talk about injuries. We can talk about all that stuff. It really doesn't matter until these guys get on the floor. And I'll tell you this much, like, being around St. Mary, I'm sure it's the same at BYU and every other program. They're not talking about injuries, you know, they're, they're talking about how can we get this done with the guys we have. Um, so, yeah, I expect to, listen, this is a big game for both teams. I mean, you look at what St. Mary's has coming next with Gonzaga coming down on Saturday, coming to town on Saturday. And you look at what BYU has next playing at the Hilltop against USF, a good USF team. They've beaten Virginia. They hung with Gonzaga for about, you know, 30 minutes in Spokane. This is a big game for both teams. I mean, the loser of this game could it's it's conceivable they're zero and three in West Coast Conference play by the end of this weekend. Um, so yeah, I expect I, I expect a close game. I expect a competitive, uh, hard fought effort. The three games a year ago, guys. I mean, I know that both teams are different now, but the three games a year ago, decided by six total points. Wow, six total points. Like I mean, so. You know, I, I just think that it mirrors where these pro, these two programs have been in terms of the West Coast Conference since BYU joined the league. I mean, they're right there neck and neck. So, yeah, I expect a close game. Because these games have been so close and so highly contested by both teams and so many great players 
over the decade or so that these two teams have been facing each other. Where does this rank from the St. Mary's side of things? Where does BYU rank in terms of a rival? That's a great question because it's really a new rivalry. You know, I mean, Santa Clara, I mean, St. Mary's played there. I think it was their 234th game all time against Santa Clara. So if you're talking about that was on Saturday, right? Uh, So if you're talking about like a deep rivalry, Santa Clara and, and USF to a certain extent, those would be the two that I would point to. The Gonzaga rivalry is obviously well-documented, right? How many times St. Mary's and Gonzaga have played each other in the West Coast Conference championship game? And before BYU got to the West Coast Conference, and even after BYU got to the West Coast Conference, those two have really battled out a little bit for first place. Gonzaga obviously has taken another step now. Uh, But listen, man, I mean, this is certainly, make no mistake, this is a rivalry. Like, we talked about how competitive those games were last year. These are the two teams that are always deciding who is going to try and take down Gonzaga? So there, there's there's no mistaking that that you know I think the fans feel it. I think that the players feel it. I think both programs feel it. We talked about how evenly matched these two teams have been over the last handful of years. So yeah, I mean that if you're if you're ranking rivals right now, it's probably Gonzaga, and then it's BYU, based on the last handful of years, just because of how competitive these games have been. That's fair. For BYU fans, it's probably Utah and then St. Mary's. (laughs) It's good to be the second uh, best rival, if that's a thing. Alex, uh, great. Yeah, yeah, man. Great to talk with you. I was going to say, it's it's the same both ways then, right? Yeah, yeah. It might as well be. We've got the gnomes here, you know. Yeah, we we started the interview with the dueling gnomes. Let's try and wrap the interview up, too. Let's get get both gnomes in the picture. There we go. There it is. Just the five of us. Hanging out on the sports station. <laughs> Alex, uh, enjoy the call tonight. Always great to talk with you, my friend. We'll, uh, we'll do it again soon. Guys, take care. Happy New Year. Hope you had a good holiday, and uh, hope to see you guys again soon. All righty. Sounds good. Thanks, Alex Jensen on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show out. Did we just have two Matthew Della Vadova <laughs> gnomes on this segment? We did. We're, we're breaking barriers here in yes. Studio B. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. All right, coming up, know the foe. Yes, Spencer and I will embarrass ourselves with what we don't know about St. Mary's. And speaking of BYU's other main rival, could a Ute be coaching a Cougar next year in the NFL? What is this? This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. On the latest BYUSN Right Now, Caleb Lohner joins Kiki to talk about the swag of BYU hoops, plus a game day preview for the Cougars and St. Mary's Gales featuring the stats, dancing, and yes, the gnome. Check it out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. He is Jason. I am Spencer, and this is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it! The Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Spencer, is tonight's game the most important game left on BYU Hoops' regular season schedule? It's another one of those paradigm-specific <laughs> questions. I think it is because I think this is the best chance that BYU has remaining to pick up a Quadrant 1 victory. If you're not familiar with that, Quadrant 1 victories resonate the most with the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee. BYU's already got two. They played five. They're two and three. This would put them at 500, three and three, very early in the season, Jason, and would propel them, I think, in the right trajectory to feeling comfortable on Selection Sunday. Yeah, I agree with you. I I think it is the most important game because it is an opportunity to pick up that Quad 1 win. 
Look, you, it sounds a little weird when you know you still have another game at home against Gonzaga. And you, you know, it's crazy. Crazier things have happened. We've seen it. The BYU beat Gonzaga last year at home. So there, it sounds a little weird when you still have one more game against Gonzaga on the schedule. But I think for what you talked about in terms of the most winnable games, I think I think this is this is the most important one remaining on the schedule. Sure. BYU's got St. Mary's at home still. Yes. And they'll play at San Francisco and San Francisco at home. But those won't be quadrant run victories more than likely. Or quadrant run opportunities, I should say. So a lot on the line. Would you be okay, as we move to football now, having one Zach Wilson play for Urban Meyer, who is finalizing a deal to become the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars in the NFL? This one's, this one's, this one's pulling me because uh, I have uh, a certain principle that I live by, and that is I will not root for any team coached by Urban Meyer. <laughs> um, but if he were to draft Zach Wilson, that means Zach goes number one overall. I would change that. For this situation only, because that would mean Zach Wilson goes number one overall. I think we're all pretty confident that, that Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one overall pick to Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, and so luckily, I don't think we're going to have to worry about that. But in that situation only, uh, I would be OK with it because it means that Zach went number one overall. Then the comparisons for Zach Wilson to Alex Smith would be completely finalized, right? It, yes. Both number one overall picks, both coached by Urban Meyer. <laughs> Yeah, it's a fun thought, but it's not going to happen. There's no way the Jaguars are going to pass over Trevor Lawrence. That's just not going to happen. If it did, boy, then Urban Meyer is off to quite the start in Jacksonville. Look, he was quite complimentary of Zach I and know. BYU when on Fox. I'm just saying. Yeah, no. It, we know Trevor Lawrence is going number one overall. But how about this? Let's stay in this realm. David Pollack for ESPN tweeted the following this morning. He said, quote, by the time the draft rolls around, everyone will be talking about Zach Wilson. He is a lock to be a top five pick. His tape is unreal, and comparisons are going to be to NFL greats. Whoa. That is quite the statement. Spencer, who is your Zach Wilson NFL great comp? I hesitate to do this, but you know what? Steve Young compared him to Patrick Mahomes yesterday. You're taking my guy! <laughs> I'm not going to take Patrick Mahomes. I'm okay. just saying Steve Young did that. Teaser. I'm taking Patrick There's Mahomes. There's also a Joe Montana reference in there in terms of, like, just his ability to chill on the field while 21 players are running around with chickens like their heads cut off. Uh, my comparison is Russell Wilson. I think Zach obviously is taller than Russell, but... His temperament reminds me a lot of Russell Wilson, just how calm and, as Steve would say, in the moment he is. Uh, his pocket presence is really good. He knows when to run, and he's a very capable, dynamic runner like Russell Wilson. But you got to be careful. You, you have to make business decisions in the NFL when you run, how you run, how many hits you take. So I'm going to compare Zach Wilson to a future Hall of Famer in Russell Wilson. Look, I, I get the Russell Wilson comparison. I'm not going there simply because of the height difference, because Zach is a little bit bigger. Um, I, I'm not going to go that way. But look, and I know this is going to sound like I'm being a homer pick. That, that truly is not why I'm saying this. I am relying on what the NFL personalities out there say. You heard Steve Young talk about it. And what we saw this year, trust me, I watch every Patrick Mahomes game there is. Well, okay? it doesn't hurt that BYU's running Kansas yes. City Chiefs plays with but Zach. The, it, it really is amazing the skill set that Zach showed this year 
It really is amazing how much it looks like what I see every Sunday from Patrick Mahomes. You know who I like him compared to as well? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. They're the same height, same type of West Coast quarterback. And that's who he emulates. It's his guy. Aaron Rodgers is a good runner, too. Even though Zach took uh, a subtle shot at Aaron Rodgers' lack of swag (laughs) off the field. (laughs) And and Rodgers got wind of it. Um, Yeah, there's a comparison there as well. All right, on to this. Jason, one of the better BYU helmet collections I've ever seen from one of our Twitter followers, at Spidey Stowe. His name is Jason. He says, I've now collected every BYU helmet that has been worn in my lifetime. That's quite a collection. What would you pay for a mini helmet collection like that? Okay, I, I want you to answer this first. I have my reasons for this. So what, what's, what is your answer to this? I'd probably drop a thousand bucks for that. Oh boy! Yeah, I mean, look at that. It's awesome. Oh, it is awesome. How many helmets are there? Because the mini helmet alone, when you go travel the country, is like forty or fifty bucks just for the helmet. But like to have those customized and yes. the collection, and they're pristine. You know, they've been well cared for. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I know Jason. I, I believe he uh, he works in a trophy shop. No kidding. So you know that it's next level, right? The detail. I pay a thousand bucks for that. Okay, uh, okay. I I don't feel like that's more than I would have thought. I, I was gonna say five hundred dollars. Like I'd be willing to pay five hundred dollars. This is like ching ching. But I'm like these now. Yeah, but seriously, yeah. That's I I thought I I was worried there was going to be a sign like. $500 difference is, is a difference. I was afraid you were going to say, like, I'd pay $10,000. No. And then my 500 was going to look, like, just minuscule. $1,000. Uh, my wife wouldn't pay 1000 bucks for that, but I yeah. would. Let's get our wives on and ask that question. You have a spinning BYU helmet in the office. Didn't you pay, like, 100 bucks for that? Um, it, uh, I think I got it for, like, 80 bucks. Oh, okay. Well, if that was 80 and you look at the number. But that's magic. It spins in midair. It doesn't touch. It's magnetized. It's magnetized, yeah. It doesn't touch. Uh, touch anything it's magic okay Okay. it's made by wizards (laughs) we've saved the best for last a wizard of a question here jason (laughs) you had to choose between james harden or kyrie irving both on the brooklyn nets now teammates one of those guys to be on your team who you take look this is not even close for me i will take james harden at least i know the guy's gonna bring it in terms of scoring I do not want to deal with Kyrie Irving on any level at all. I want no part of anything about Kyrie Irving. So I'm, I will take James Harden. I'm with you. I want James Harden. I want James Harden's diet. I want the <gasps> beard. Like, if he plays for your team, you love that guy. You don't care that he travels 38% of the time he 38? touches the ball. 100%. <laughs> the guy travels every time he, or he, he take a shot. A, four-step step-back move that he used against Jason's Utah Jazz and didn't get called for a travel. I- I'd rather have James Harden on my team. He's, that boy can score yes. the ball. Very interested to see how the dynamics of that and who gets the ball when, how that's going to work out in Brooklyn. Yeah. That dude that dude is an elite scorer. Without question. Ooh. All right, coming up, our prop picks. And guess what? I'm not picking for myself. I'm very excited about this. Plus, know the foe, St. Mary's edition. How much do we know about Moraga and the Gales? What kind of trivia are we expecting? I don't know. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
Jeff Judkins and the BYU women ho- women's hoops team hosting St. Mary's tonight at the Marriott Center. Coverage begins 8 p.m. Eastern on both BYU TV and the BYU app. Spencer, you and uh, Kristen on the call tonight. Move your feet! Move your feet! My Juddy buddy. <laughs> Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live in Studio B alongside Jason Shepard and the Deli Gnome. I am Spencer Linton. It's time to play Know the Foe, presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. Learn more at Bodyguards.com. We need Ben Bagley to bring the heat. All right, guys. It is another riveting edition of Know the Foe. Looking forward to at least one right answer today, maybe. It's too much to ask. Too much to ask? Okay. All right, Jason, you spoke up. You get to go first. Number one, which of the following is not on the Yelp list of top ten fun things to do in Moraga? (laughs) Remember, this is not Not. on the list. The Lindsay Wildlife Experience, Putters, Walnut Walnut Creek Farmer's Market, or the Reno Fun Train? I will say the... What was the second one? I didn't quite understand what you said. Putters. Putters? I'm going to go with putters. That's, what I no, say. that's number two on the list. A fantastic 18-hole mini Mini. I was going to say miniature golf. Well, I knew it was. I figured that's what it was. But yeah, It's number two on the list. Funny enough, the uh, the not coming in number 12 on the list, so not on the top 10, is the Reno Fun Train, which <laughs> ironically about... enough is an activity that actually gets you out of Moraga. <laughs> I was going to say it's he's baiting me to take it because yes. it says Reno in it. And the Fun Train. Choo-choo. Train, train to go with well, you and your friends. Let's go to Reno. Let's go to the casinos. Biggest little city in the world. You got it. All, All right, right, Spencer, you're up. Okay. As maybe the most famous St. Mary's alumni, Marshall Ali appeared in multiple has appeared in multiple movies. Which of the following is a superhero production Ali is not casted in? Blade, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Luke Cage or The Dark Knight? You know this, Jason? I do know the answer to this. That's why you went first, Jason. Uh, you're the movie guy. It's what I, it's all I, it's all I live for, and this I, is the question I don't get. I'm going to go Luke Cage. No, he's the he main was the villain. villain. He was Cottonmouth and Luke Cage. I clearly haven't seen it. Not in The Dark Knight. Yes. All right, Jason, back to you. <laughs> so Mary's. Jason's so disgusted right now. St. Mary's actually used to play football. In fact, in 1939, they won the Cotton Bowl 20-13 to 13 over which team from the state of Texas? Was it TCU, Texas, Texas Tech, or SMU? <laughs> SMU. No, it was over the Red Raiders of Texas Tech and a, and a wonderful 20 to Gary Scheide. Gary, yeah, Gary Scheide used, used to coach football yeah, coach at St. Mary's as an yes, assistant. Yes, all right. Not Spen- in the 30s when that happened. Let's just make sure Still that's Still looking clear. for that one correct answer. Come on, here we go. All right, Spencer. They're giving something about, uh, I don't know, the Chiefs. I don't know. All right, former Aussie turned Gell, Jacques Landau, return home to the Landown Under, which NBL, t- NBL team is Jacques currently playing for? Is it the Melbourne United, the Adelaide 36ers, the Sydney Kings, or the Perth Wildcats? How did you say Melbourne? Melbourne. The, the correct <laughs> That's pronunciation. That's the correct pronunciation if you okay. ask an Australian. Okay. Melbourne. I'm going to go with the Adelaide 36ers, Ben. Oh. No, he plays for Melbourne United. Oh, <laughs> for. Are we going to get right. one right? Come on, okay, Jason. This is, last one. This is your last chance to Let's get go. one correct. Okay. All right. St. Mary's head coach, Randy Benton Bennett, played his college ball at what school? 
St. Mary's, Arizona, UC San Diego, or Pepperdine? Pepperdine. No, that would be UC, UC San Diego. San Diego yeah. Yes. All right, Spencer, for the win. Here we go. And the one correct answer, maybe. Come on. Which of the following is not true about former Gil, Patty Mills? Oh. His middle name is Sammy. He's the originator of the three goggles. He's a published author of children's books. Or as a child, he appeared in an episode of The Wiggles. <laughs> and you get the Wiggles question. His middle name is Sammy is not true. Oh! It is true. He did not appear in an episode of The Wiggles. Sorry. What? But he, did, he is the originator of the three goggles, and he does have a series of children's yeah. books. Yeah, I knew that. The knew- Shepherd family, growing up, we were into the Wiggles <laughs> massively. So that would be another uh, no-hitter shutout performance. By the way, the shout pro. out to Greg Page, the Yellow Wiggle. You've always been my favorite. <laughs> It's a potential show title today. We were super into the Wiggles. I trust it, dude. We got All right. Ofer again? Ofer. Man, Ben Look, is but let's be honest. roasting That us. segment is better when we don't get them true. right. It's, it's better that way. It's so true. Yeah. All right, coming up, uh, I get to make prop picks for Jerem Jordan. Look, he's not here today. He's going to have to deal with the consequences. Hey, feel free to tank, Jason. Okay? Okay. Just throwing that out there. Plus, a special rise and shout-out to one of our favorite BYU coaches ever. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Also, don't forget to check out the podcast, Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Let's get to our Wheel of Consequence prop picks on BYU Sports Nation. And we've got a double dose of Ben Bagley today, Jason. Hopefully we don't go over in this one as well. Hopefully not. What's at number one, Ben? Jerem's really hoping Jason doesn't go over on this one. <laughs> number one, which will be greater, the winning margin of victory, Okay. Caleb Lohner's rebounds, Richard Harward's points, or BYU's free throw attempts in the first half? Jason, you go first. Uh, I'm going to go with Richard Harward's points. Okay. Because I think I'm actually thinking this is like a whoever. I'm going BYU by six is kind of my thing. Okay. So I I think that'll be right around where Caleb is in terms of maybe rebounds. But I think we're starting to see Rich score a little bit more. I think he'll have more than six. So that's why I'm going Rich Harward. All right. I'm going to go off the reservation here and go with winning margin. Oh, man. I can't believe I'm picking this. Like this is a loss. But I'm going to go with winning margin. Why not? Why not? Lucky seven, right? You think it's going to be a six? We're going to lucky seven plus. But these picks are not in my heart because I'm not picking for me. So you don't care. It may work out for you anyway. All right. right, Prop pick two. Who will have more rebounds tonight? Lauren Gustins for the women's team. Or the combination, because (laughs) she averages 14 rebounds a game, of Alex Barcelo, Caleb Lohan, or Richard Harward. You go first on this one. I'm going to take Lauren Gustin. I think she is an absolute beast. To steal a word from Jeff Judkins, she's incredible. She's the second leading rebounder in women's college basketball entering the week. I think that she will have plenty of opportunity against a very 
bad St. Mary's team. St. Mary's doesn't score a lot of points. They miss a lot of shots, Jason. I'm going with Gus. Yeah, she is amazing at rebounding the basketball, and I desperately want to go with Lauren on this prop pick, but I will go the other way, and I will go with the the three others combining for more. Yeah, so those three combined average more yeah, than it'll Lauren be more. Gustin. I yes. just think that Gustin's going to have opportunities against St. Mary's. Yeah, she's phenomenal at rebounding the basketball. All right, last one. Which BYU team playing St. Mary's tonight will hold the largest lead against a St. Mary's team, the men's or women's basketball team? This is going to be women's basketball, Jason. It's not going to be close. Okay, I because I'm going to try and help Jeremy out, I'm going to go, I'll go men's. See if we can pick, pick up something here. Okay. Yeah. So just... Split just it down the middle. Gonna gonna just go the go the opposite of right. what she said. So there's no push. Yes. There's no opportunity for a push. No, I don't. No, I don't push. Watch, watch. You pick men's basketball, and they have like this historic performance in Baraga <laughs> and run away by 20 plus, and you have that comfortable victory that yes. you were clamoring for earlier in the That's show. True. That's true. That would happen. Our question of the day: Where does St. Mary's rank on the? BYU rivalry scale. This is very different for every BYU fan. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Kiwi Jackman. He says, with Utah being Jerry versus Newman, St. Mary's is more like George versus his dad in the Seinfeld realm. You okay with that? I'm okay with that. I I may even go George versus the squirrel. (laughs) I like that comparison better. If you know, you know, right? But I like the Seinfeld references. I, I can appreciate that, Kiwi Jackman. Uh, he also adds, that being said, we need to start the airing grievances. The airing of grievances, yes. Festivus, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Everybody gets around the pole, and then they start telling everybody what problems they have with each person. <laughs> that sounds I got amazing. a lot of problems with you people. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Today's rise and shout-out to Combined Effort, presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Jason, you have... Uh... The floor, if you will. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. Great prognosis hearing for former BYU basketball head coach Dave Rose being able to get out of the hospital, some outpatient um, therapy now, and just the fact that he's able to leave the hospital. Things are progressing nicely. Uh, just amazing uh, fighter. We mentioned this earlier. The things that he's had to overcome is done it with, I mean, it's just been amazing. So just thinking of you, Coach Rose. It's one thing to have cancer or a heart attack. For a stroke, he's had all three, and he's overcome yep. all three. Wild. Our thanks to today's guest, Alex Jensen. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use hashtag BYUSN. For Jason, I'm Spencer. Shout-out to Charles Abu. I'll see you tonight for BYU Women's Basketball at 8 Eastern. Go Cougs.